0: Good morning. How are you guys doing? Let's give our kids another round of applause. <laughs> Amen. I have a, uh, want to welcome you to Cornerstone Church. My name is Sean apke,. I'm the lead pastor here. But I have a good joke for you today. A good kid's joke. You guys ready? You Ready? Okay, because first service went over their head a little bit. But anyway, there are these kids who were going through the lunch line at school. And at the beginning of the lunch line, there was a, a bunch of apples and the... They had a sign on the apple that says, uh, take only one, God is watching. And they get down to the end of the line, these kids were going on the end of the line, and they saw this bunch of cookies, a whole bunch of cookies there. And a kid had put his note on the, the cookies. And he says, take all you want because God is watching the apples. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I love that. Look in your bulletin real fast and take out the sheet little sheet insert that says awakening We are doing a new series starting uh, January 19th and it's a prayer series we do um, A 21 days of prayer and fasting every year and we're going to continue to do that But i'm going to teach this year on prayer, you know The disciples came to jesus and asked him teach us how to pray and I want us as a church to really engage in prayer this year, to really see the value of prayer. And so I'm going to talk to you about how prayer is exciting and, uh, and what prayer means and really how you get results with prayer. And so we're going to go through uh, a series about four to six weeks uh, in January, but also all of our small groups are going to go through this series also in their small groups. And so I want you, if, if you only sign up for one set of small groups, this is it today, today. Is to start signing up for this small group series. It's a four-week small group session so, uh, that you can be involved in. So if you're not in a vo- small group, now if you're already in a small group, you don't have to sign up. They're going to go through it. But if you're not in a small group, I want you to sign up today and, and put it in the offering basket at the end of the service or in the ba- boxes as you go out. And uh, and we'll help you get in touch with a small group leader, okay? And get you in a small group. We're going to be talking about prayer. Listen, if you don't understand prayer, really, I tell you what, this is an, um, going to be an awesome series. Not only on Sunday mornings, but really what we do on Wednesday, not, uh, not Wednesday night, on our cell group meetings, that you can learn really how to engage in prayer in your life and see results. How many guys want 2014 to be different than 2013? And you want it to be better. You want it to be greater and in every single way that God has for you. So I want to encourage you. Prayer is very important. That's why Jesus, when the disciples are saying, how do these things happen? Jesus says it comes by prayer and fasting. So we're going to be teaching on that uh, during that time. So sign up on that. Now, if you want to lead a small group or you want to host a small group, there's some information there. You can do that. And so just sign up for those things. If you just want to be a part of it, just sign up and we'll get you a to be a part of a cell group. I'm really excited about that, this series that's coming up uh, in January. Amen? God's good, isn't he? Amen. Well, we had our Christmas extravaganza yesterday. How many guys helped with that? Raise your hand. I want to thank everybody. Let's give everybody a hand that helped. Um, it was another success. If you're new here, this is what we do every year. We provide Christmas for families that are in need. I mean, we give them multiple, not one, not two. We give them multiple presents for each family. The kids get a shop for their parents and get presents for their parents. And we feed them a meal. It just was an amazing event. I, I don't know about this year there was something different about it this year than, than years before. They've been great years before, but this one, it seems like people were just more receptive this year than ever before. Uh, not, not just of the presence. They're always receptive of the presence. I'm receptive of our presence. But anyway, they were just receptive of the word of the Lord. And we had oh, about 20 or a little bit more people gave their lives to Christ yesterday. So, man, give God praise for that. And so um, I just want to thank everybody that was involved. We'll have a video about this next week uh, in our services. How many of you guys have ever been scared of the dark? Just a few of you? Yeah, some of you just don't, you're just, you're just scared to be tailored when you were scared. And so, and how many guys, how many men, any, any men here ever scared of the dark, had to sleep with their light, light on? Raise your hand. Okay, put your hands up. How many, who? Is there a man in here that still is a little scared of the dark, sleeps with their light on? Anybody? I had a wife cop out to his, his, her husband this, this morning. One in the back? Is that you, Russ? You still sleep with the light on? Come on up here. I have a gift for you. Come on, Russ. Russ is a faithful man here. I'm glad he raised his hand. Listen, we have this new thing in our bookstore that we are selling at cost. And it's usually $124. I think the cost is 65 something like that, dollars here. But it's the brand new NIV Live Bible Experience. and I, Somebody in our church got, got a hold of this and showed me this. It is amazing. These are actors that are acting out. You know how much us men, we really would rather wait for the movie... Well, this is, guys, this is close you're going to get, okay? For the Bible. I mean, it goes through the Bible. It has actors and, and uh, just uh, pastors who are just a- and just acting out the, the, the Word of God. And you can put this in your CD player. You can have an app on it. It's just really a great thing. I want to give it to you, Russ, for those dark times that bring light to you, man. Give him a hand. Thanks, Russ. <laughs> Bless you, sir. I use the, the light of the son, of God's son. You have you use a light that has scented wax in it? Yeah, that's that's your excuse for a light. <laughs> well, bless you, sir. Give him another hand. Listen, I want to encourage you to go out there in the bookstore and get that. If it's a great Christmas present, and somebody donated two of us before we can give give out. But it's a great material. I mean, if 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 listen, if you want to give someone a good Christmas present, that is it. Amen. Look in your bulletin. Let's go along. We're in this series called Jesus Is. If you're visiting with us, thanks for coming today. We're talking about during this time, we do a series on Jesus because we want to receive all that Jesus is, not just as him and the baby. And you know how we as Americans have so commercialized Christmas and what Christmas is that we really forget about who Jesus is. And we've been talking about who Jesus is. And we're going to start there again. Turn to Matthew chapter 2. 1 through 2, and, uh, and it says here, this is a famous Christmas story, and uh, Matthew 2, it says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, there's a couple of things I want to explain here. The east, what they're talking about is really what modern day Iran. So Iran, Iraq, maybe even Turkey. And um, these uh, wise men were really the w- word wise men, it was a real magi. It, it's, it's, they were astrologers. They're people who study the stars. Probably not only that, they study the stars, they probably worshiped the stars. So they were looking into heaven for something supernatural. They were looking for something to worship. And how many guys know there's only one true God? And here he shows up in the midst of them. You know, I love that, that God would use light to lead people to him. And because the Bible says God is light. I love what's going on in the Muslim community, in the, what we call the 1040 window, where, where Christianity in a lot of places are, is outlawed. I mean, you could get killed just for having a Bible. And what's happening what we're, what's happening in, in those communities, that Christianity is not there, there's no churches there, is that Jesus is showing up in dreams and visions to these people, and Muslims are getting saved. And I just love that. I hear stories about that because I'm definitely connected to people in the missions. And uh, just love that Jesus was, is coming up into them. And I love this because God is leading them. He led these mad guys, these, these non-believers to himself with a great, they call it a star. We don't know if it was really a star, but we do know it was a bright light. They led him to Jesus in that way. And see, light comes from God, and light is very important. And I I'm want to talk to you today about how Jesus is light. Jesus is light. Genesis 1-3, God made light. Psalms 27, God is light. Uh, in Psalms 119, God's word enlightens or illuminates our path. Isaiah 42. God can turn darkness into light, and 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 then in John 8:12, Jesus is the light of the world. People follow light. People never follow darkness. And I don't know about you. I, I, I how many's ever gone cave, or what we call splunking? How many's ever gone splunking, cave exploring and everything? Well, I, I led a group of about twenty young people into a, a cave. We were just going splunking one day, and and. Uh, and so we went in this cave, and all of us had lights on our heads, and we had flashlights and everything, and we had a string that was tied to the, the entrance, so if we got lost, we would know, hopefully, how to get back. And so I was telling everybody, everybody stick together, don't leave one another, because you care about each other, that's what Christianity is all about, right? And so here we go, we're deep in this cave, this cave goes miles, and so we're a few miles back into this cave, and here we go into the few miles back in this cave and I look down and my shoes untied so I tell everybody to hold off and just hold on and don't go but I I start reach down and tie my shoe and as soon as I looked up everyone's gone they had left their leader the one they love and here I am in this cave not knowing where to go and luckily I'm trying to find this little string and and it's really hard to find and so here, here I'm looking, I'm in dark, I'm in darkness, I'm just standing still, I'm dark. I have a light, but you know, in those caves, you need a lot of light. I mean, I can see right in front of me, but I really can't see a whole lot, and I'm getting worried because they're gone. I, I can't see anything. Then all of a sudden, I see a flicker. And how many guys ever heard, when you, when you die, you follow the light? It's probably the right thing to do, okay? No one follows darkness, because darkness is depressing. Darkness, there's nothing there. But when you see the light, you follow the light. And that's the thing. Light, people follow light. They don't really follow darkness. But what happened into this world, sin brought darkness. See, darkness is the absence of light. And the world was plunged into spiritual darkness when the first human beings on this earth, Adam and Eve, committed sin against God. And because God is the source of light, without Him, we begin as a a people to wander in darkness. Lost, not knowing where we're going. And the Old Testament really talks about this darkness, that separation begins. In Isaiah 59, 2, it says, But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden His face from you so that He will not hear you. Isaiah 59, again, verse 9 and 10 says, Therefore justice is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake it. We look for light, but there is darkness. I understand that. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as as at twilight. We are dead men in desolate places. And so without the Lord, without what God has given us, without the light of God, we do. We walk in the darkness. We walk in the darkness of the separation from God, but light was promised. God promises light. God is light, and people who are in spiritual darkness until they receive the revelation of who Jesus is walk in light. But what happens is, is a lot of us as believers we don't walk in the fullness of what Jesus brought into us because Jesus is light. John eight twelve says, then Jesus spoke to the again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that's this that's promise. Matthew four sixteen says, The people who sat in the darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the, in the region in the shadow of death, light has dawned. Jesus came to bring light. Now here's what Webster says what light is. Here's his definition of light. It's a form of energy that makes it possible to see things. Something that makes vision possible. Something that enlightens or informs. And what Jesus did when he came on this earth and he gave us his life, it enlightened us to where we should be, to how we should live, what we were made for. And that's what that light is. Jesus' light shows us a lot. And we have to learn to really press into him to receive him as light. This whole series is about... Not just receiving Jesus in a stable, but receiving him, who he really is, so we can walk in the blessing and the victory that God has for us here on this earth. And so what Jesus does, when we start pressing into Him and receiving Him as the light of the world, not just as for salvation only, yes, He's for that. And if you don't know Jesus your Lord and Savior, He is here for you today to enlighten you and to take you out of darkness, to bring you to understanding that He loves you and He cares for you. But when we as Christians press into Him, His light shows us a couple of things. Number one, what it shows us is that how much He loves us, His love towards us. He really shows us that he is not mad at us. I don't know about you. Before I was a believer, I thought God was always mad instead of happy. I thought he was a mean God. How many of you guys ever thought of that about God? But when I found out and began to press in to find out who Jesus is, I'm really realizing that I don't, I, his love is greater than I could ever known. In fact, the, the much that I know of the love of God now is really only scratching the surface of how much he really loves me. But that's what Jesus' light does. When we press into him and we receive more of him, we receive his light, it enlightens, he illuminates how much he loves us. Let me tell you something about God's love. It is unconditional and it's more than you know. And as you continue to build that relationship with him, he shows us even more and more of his love. I tell you what. I, I started to learn that I didn't know as much as I knew about the love of God when I was in on um, really seemed like a deathbed at the hospital a that couple years ago, is when I really began and Jesus began to show me how much He really loved me. I tell you what, I'm, we're going to have eternity to know the love of God. That means it is that big. The love of God is so huge that it's going to take eternity. Does eternity ever end? No. So guess what that's how big his love is it is huge and we can't understand that in our natural minds but his love is huge for us and his light illuminates that the other thing his light does it illuminates our need for him it shines and lets us know how much we need him it shows us where things are wrong in our life and what needs to be replaced and when he tells us Things are wrong. It's not like how you and I tell everybody things are wrong with condemnation and, and, you know, putting them down. Well, you know, you're not as smart as I am. But anyway, no, he doesn't do it that way. He does it with love and passion and says, listen, hey, here's the better way. Come over here. Let me show you this. Let me show you the better way, the better way of doing things. And so that's what his light does and illuminates. So the closer I get to them, the, the more I, I see that I need him. And the other thing it illuminates is the possibilities for our future. So he illuminates the possibilities we have in him, and so when I'm down in the dumps and when I'm in depressed and feel like everything's falling down around me, where I feel like maybe there is no way out of the situation, when I press into him and allow him to be the light in my life, he illuminates. Oh, I'm, I'm not as bad off as I thought I was. Oh, there's there is a way out. He, oh, there's a step I can take. To get out of this. But it's when I start pressing in. And receiving him. Jesus as the light. He gives vision for our lives. He illuminates possibilities. Without that light. All I see is darkness. How many has ever been there? In your life. That's all you see is. There's just no way out of this. My life stinks. I've been there. Everything falling down around me. I'm thinking, man, and the only way we can get out of it is really to press in to the Lord and see what He sees. Because He sees possibilities in you. So I don't know where you are right now, and you may be thinking that there is no way I can change. There's no way I can get out, or there's no hope. Listen, press into Him today. And allow Him to show you the possibilities in your life. There's other things the light shows us. He gives us direction for our life on how to live. You know, this life did come with a manual. It's the Word of God. And the Word of God shows us how to live our life. He shows us how to live our life. But not only did He give us a manual, He gave us a model in Him. Jesus is the light and He gives us a model through Him. The other thing it does is empower us. To be like him. That light shines his glory in us. And through us. And that's the heart of God. But let me show you one other thing. Jesus is light. But he bring, breaks it down. And he shows us the real need. And this is really the foundation. Of everything that Jesus is. He shows us. And this is what one of the major things. The light of Christ has shown me. Is that. All I need is him. That Jesus is light. But Jesus is everything. He should be everything. In our life. I, I, I believe this. That most people never experience. The thrill of victory. And the blessing. And true peace in their lives. Because they never allow the, allow the Lord. To become everything in their lives. They, they allow other things to be here. They allow other things to make, make them feel good. But they never just go all into Jesus where he becomes everything. And you know what? We need to press in. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. I need to press into him to see that miracle. It's like Paul says in Philippians 3.14. He says, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. And that's what we need to do is press into him and see the light. And that's one of the major things that I've learned. Is that Jesus must be everything. Now look at me. Most believers. Never get to this point And never realize. How great their life could be. If they just give it all to him. You know I never understood. Just how dependent. I had become upon human approval. And acceptance. Until Jesus like I started really pressing into Him. And um, what other people thought about me is what started, was really giving me my sense of self-worth and value. It made me feel significant of what other people thought of me. Even as a pastor. I felt if people approved of me, and I was accepted by others, I felt value. I felt important. And the thing about it is, is when we allow anything else In our lives to lead us. We will not be led by the light of Jesus. We will not be led into places. He wants to bring us. And it wasn't really. Until I started to really get sick. And I started to really having to. Walk with a limp. And then with a cane. And then with a walker. And then with a. I couldn't walk. That I began to really get depressed. Because I began to watch. How people thought about. Look at me. and, And what they thought about me. This was a man of faith that stood for healing for so many years and still does, but my my worth and what people thought of me really affected my who I was and how I walked and how I lived and I started to get depressed. so much of my identity, so much of my security and my significance was anchored in what other people thought about me I mean I tell you what i, I it doesn't matter where I go, people, people look at me. And it's not because, you know, how good looking I am, which I'm very good looking, you know. I mean, why wouldn't you want to look at this? No, I'm just joking. Some of you aren't laughing, they don't get it. But anyway, um, but I mean, I go, I go through places. I, I don't know how many times, every time I, I have a scooter that for long distances I get, to, I get to ride. Someone gave it to me and it's just been a blessing. And so I, it made me more mobile. And I mean, I can walk long distances with this. But it's definitely a lot easier to, to, to ride it, you know. And so, so I'll get my scooter out and I'll start walking. doesn't matter. Everywhere I go, I have some older person asking me, where did you get those wheels? How fast does that go? You know, it's so funny. I mean, I've, it's opened up a, definitely a new door of ministry for me that I never had before. But it's just everywhere I go, I mean, people look at me, and they look how I walk, and they look, you know, my right leg kind of goes out, and, and I, you know, I, sometimes, I have a walker, and I, trust me, there's these guys that meet at Starbucks here in Blue Springs, they always ask me, what are you doing with a walker? I said, it's the same thing I told you last week, you know, I'm doing a walker. And so, and so much of my identity was anchored in what people thought about me, and God helped me to see something. And I'm still dealing with it, I'm not completely there so i'm not saying i've been completely set free but i'm a lot better than where i was but god helped me to see and show me he revealed because jesus is light my own idolatry he showed me what a, my functional savior was see, if you're a christian you can say in your mind that jesus is my lord he's my savior he's my redeemer he's my boss and and go on, you he, he can say those things, but there's usually a thousand other things smaller than Jesus in your life that you look to every single day that gives you your worth, that makes your life worth living, to make us feel like we matter. And this is what God reminded me of. In Colossians chapter one, verse 12 through 14, he says this: is giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. So he's qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. That means people who are in the light, who have been revealed by the Lord, who walking in his revelation. Okay? Verse 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness, conveyed us into the kingdom of his Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And see, what I began to look back at these verses and be reminded of the fact that, what I need, what I long for, is really in Christ, I already possess. I already have it. I don't need man's approval in it. I don't have to worry about anybody else's approval or what gives me significance. The only thing is, is that Jesus revealed that He is it. He is the one. He is everything. He is everything because Jesus is everything. Everything I need in Christ, I already have. And it was rediscovering that good news, that gospel that enabled me to see because Jesus was strong for me, I don't have to worry about being weak. Because Jesus has already won it for me, I don't have to worry about losing. I was so afraid of losing. I was so afraid of being a failure in my life, failing as a pastor, failing as a a father, as a husband, And I was, and and the success that was gave me happiness. And you know what? That was so fleeting because I wasn't perfect. I was looking on me instead of I should have looked on him and should have made him everything in my life. I was so afraid of those things. But since Jesus succeeded for me, I don't have to worry about it. Jesus is my my success. He won for me, so I'm free to lose. I was so afraid of losing, but I don't have to do that anymore. And it was these verses that began to help me understand that Jesus is it. And he's done it all. And I have the ability because of what he said. I've been qualified. He's qualified me. He's qualified you to be a partaker in the inheritance of what he has and who he is. And so everything I need is in him. Whether I win or lose doesn't define me no matter how big my church is or how small it is it doesn't define me no matter what successes you have or what failures you have that doesn't define you if you're going to be led by that you will never experience true freedom see i wasn't i thought i was free but i wasn't when things were going right i was happy when things were going bad i wasn't how many's ever been there before well we got to get out of that It's all about Him. And that's what the light of Jesus does. It makes us realize that He is everything. And when I start walking in that, and that He is everything, then I don't have to worry about if I lose. I don't have to be afraid to lose anymore. And let me tell you something. Nothing in this broken world can beat a person who isn't afraid to lose. Who isn't afraid to do those things. And when you're not afraid to lose, you can say these crazy things like, like, to, to live as Christ, to die is gain. I mean, I can say crazy things. In fact, that's true freedom. This is pure, unadulterated freedom to live that life that it all that matters is Him. Nothing else matters in my life. And when I start doing that, I can live a scandalous generosity. I can give out 10 to 15,000 dollars in presents for people that I may never see again, and that was okay because we did it and we love people. You can give as much as you want, because it's not about you. I used to think of my dad, my dad's just is an amazing giver.. I... You know, he's not Jesus, but man, he just, he gives. I mean, he just always gave out his life. I just can't believe it. He's a sacrifice just to give to somebody else. To give to people, to give to his church, to give to missions, to to see the kingdom of God come. He was so sold out. I mean, he still is sold out today. I mean, he's just an extravagant giver. See, when you are all about him, nothing else matters in your life unrestrained sacrifice, uncommon valor, courage is there, radical mercy. There's no way we can do all these things. In fact, the Word says that. I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. Only through Him. I can be so radical in the things of God. And see, like most marriages that are going around, they're in trouble because of failed expectations. I need something from you, but you're not giving it to me. That's why marriages fail. Because of these failed expectations. But when we are transformed by the light of Jesus, realizing that He is everything, and, he, and we realize and come to that realization, everything I need is in Christ. And so this means that, therefore, while I enjoy reveling in my love for my wife, and I love her, and I give her all, I don't need anything from her in return. That's what happens with a person, with a man or woman who gives their life completely to him. So I can now spend my life sacrificially giving without taking anything back. So like Christmas, when we say it's better to give than to receive, we can actually mean it when we do that. Because I don't know about you. I say that, I've said that in the past. Oh, it's better give and receive, but I'm also looking, where's my present? Here you go, I got you a lot, what'd you get me, you know? I mean, how many don't raise your hand. But see, that's the life of God. See, this is true freedom, people. It's freedom from yourself. It's freedom from the people around you. It's free free to be who God's made you to be. And when we see, and that's what the light of Jesus points us directly to, is to point, it points us to Him and to us to be all about Jesus. For this next year, in 2014, that's what I want. That's why we're beginning, not just with prayer, but really even studying prayer. And being all about Jesus. And that's when we can live our life really fully blessed. Because I'm not blessed because of what I see in my bank account. I'm not blessed because... Of what people all around me. I'm blessed because of who he is. And what he has. And trust me. His blessing is a lot better than I can do. His love is a lot better than what I can make up. And it's by receiving that. And going after that with all of our heart. I want you to look at your insert. Turn it around to the back side. I want to show you something. This is uh, called the fellowship of the unashamed. I used this a lot when I was a youth pastor. And let me read this to you. Follow along with me. It says this I'm a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. The die has been cast. This is what I want for you and I. But the only way we're going to have what this is talks about is by really going after Jesus, pressing into him. I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. The die has been cast. Decision has been made. I am a disciple of Jesus. Therefore, I won't look back, let up, slow down, back up, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed, my present is empowered, and my future is secure. I'm done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame vision, mundane talking, cheap giving, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence prosperity, position, promotion, praise, or popularity. I don't have to win, be first, be right, recognize, regard it, or reward it. I really need that because when I win, I sing I am the champion all the time, and my wife hates it. I now live by faith, lean on His presence, love with patience, live by prayer, and labor with power. My goal is God's glory, my face is set, my... Pace is fast, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions are few, my guide is reliable, and my mission is clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, deterred, lured away, turned back, deluded or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, slow up, until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and spoken up for the cause of Christ. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. Christ has qualified me to become part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I am his, and he is mine. How many of you guys want that? Amen? I desire that more in my life than ever before. But I can't have that when I'm looking at me. When I have all these other little things that I'm I'm trying to get to approve who I am, I already am approved by Jesus. The light of God has shown up in our life that we have nothing to do with it. We just go in the flow of God. And we flow with Him and live with what Jesus has for us. You are loved by him. You are accepted by him. You are qualified by him and you are empowered by him. We just need to walk in him and live in him and have our being in him. That is the kind of life that cannot be lived apart from Jesus. Jesus is light and he shows us that he is everything. And when it comes to the heart the realization that is finished, that's will we're going to be free. That's where you and I, as a believer, will be free. Jesus paid it all. It is finished. I want that for us. And us together, working together, praying together, seeking the Lord together, pressing in together, that the, the Lord's going to show us the possibilities we have in Him. Are you guys ready for that? Bow your heads close your eyes. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you right now. That you know everyone in here in this room better than they know themselves. And I pray that we would be set free from ourselves. I pray that the gospel, the good news explosions would be taking place in every heart right now. And I pray you will liberate every one of us. That we will capture that freedom, Lord, in Jesus' name. So show us, God. Show us, enlighten us as we press into You where we need to be set free right now in Jesus' name. And I just thank You for everyone here, God. We want to know true freedom in You, Lord. In Jesus' name. We know it's undeserved, but You gave it freely. And we thank You. So we can live our life, God, like the fellowship of the unashamed. Not asking what people can give to us but what we can give out of what you've given to us already. I thank you, Lord. Just raise your hands to the Lord right now where you're at. Just receive from Him right now. So we thank you, Lord. We receive that grace. We receive that enablement. We receive your enlightenment. That, Father God, we press into Jesus because He is light and He shows us the way in every way. He shows us who the Father is in Jesus' name. That's good, isn't he? Are you guys ready for that? I want you to do something for me. I want you to take home that insert, the fellowship of the unashamed. I want you to pray about it. I want you to, to read it over and over again. I want you to ask the Lord to show up in your life, to show you how to accomplish those things. Amen? And just ask him for something greater, enlighten you to the possibilities of what He can do in and through you. Are you guys ready? I'm so excited about what God's doing. Amen? I'm excited what He's doing in you and through you. For all the people we've ministered to this year, the hundreds and hundreds that have gotten saved. Man. The, I mean, I don't know about if you guys know this. We, we serve about 10 to 20 families every Sunday food out in our, our, our uh, storehouse. Comes there and gets food. We love that. Serving our community. Many of you are getting more vision and purpose for this year. Continue that. And let's just start walking more in that and seeing more in that. Amen? I go around through the city and, and it's just really cool how people are talking about our church in a good way. They probably talk bad too, but in a good way because they're hearing not what Sean Afking is doing. They're hearing what you are doing. This person here, this person here did this, this person, and it blesses me as a pastor to see that happen in and through you. And I want to see it more. Amen? How many guys want to see more? Come on, give the Lord praise right now. Thank you, Lord.